Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to the Church Planner Podcast. Before we started today, wanted to tell you about a really special opportunity. Our friends at the Micro Church Conference put on by Brave Future, um, happening April 18th through the 20th in Kansas City. This is for all of you who are wondering what is a new kind of paradigm for missional church planting and church multiplication through smaller expressions of church, what they call rediscovering the smaller way. It's happening April 18th through the 20th. Kansas City is being hosted by Kansas City Underground. It's going to be a great weekend. And they've given us four free registrations to give away. Normally the price is $90, but we will get you into the conference for free. We have four of those. What you can do to enter is go on our Instagram at Church Planter Podcast. And there you'll find um, a, a DM button. Click that DM button. Send us a DM with your email on it and your name and where you serve. So email, name, where you serve, and you'll be entered to win one of four micro church conference registrations. You just get yourself to Kansas City and uh, you can be there and learn a ton from our friends at Brave Futures. Hope you enjoy the show today. The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome. <laughs> I'm going to regret this. I'm Pete Mitchell. He's Peyton Jones. And this is the Church Planner Podcast, brought to you by Church Planner Magazine. Hey, Church Planner, this is Pete Mitchell. And this is Peyton Jones. Coming to you for one of our midweek podcasts, our uh, our extra special, extra crispy podcast. And uh, as we're doing this, what was that, Peyton? It's finger licking good. Mm, yummy. As mm. we're doing this particular podcast, if you happen to hear planes, fire, and rescue in the background, or uh, a child screaming, or me running out of the room, it's because I got stuck uh, watching our three-year-old, and uh, I don't know. It's one of those things. I'm trying to do that while I'm doing a podcast at the same time. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. And truth of the matter is, I'm going to watch Fire and Rescue while you guys talk. Because, you know. <laughs> you know, every once in a while I call Pete up. And when I call Pete up, I hear this in the background. Your webinar is about to begin. He goes, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> and I think this week I figured out that when I call Pete and talk to him, what he's really doing is he's setting, oh, there's that webinar I got to watch. Right. I'll just, I have the earbud in one ear for Peyton. And I'll have the other earbud from the computer in the other. And I think he's listening to webinars from talk. It's called it's called multitasking. That's all I'm doing. I'm you just know, multitasking. Taught me how to multitask. Well, Oprah said if I do that, my dreams will come true. Nice. Appreciate that. Well, hey, um, why don't you introduce our guest for this uh, podcast? Our guest today is Josh Henry. He is from SimplifyChurch.com. I'm actually really excited to have uh, you on here, Josh, because I know what you're going to offer church planners is something that they desperately need. So welcome, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Happy to be here. Yeah, right on. So, uh, Josh, what we want to do today is we want to talk about Simplify Church and um, I'm going to let you, because I don't want to mess it up. Like, I was thinking of all these funny things I could say to totally throw you off today. Like, uh, you know, Simplified Church is a legal firm, and Josh is a lawyer from, you know, just to absolutely mess up your deal. 
But even if I try to talk about what you guys do, um, I will probably mess it up. And here's the deal. This is what we want to do today. We want to put Josh in front of you guys as church planners because you need him. And you're going to know that you need him by the time he's done talking. But just understand, Josh is not one of our advertisers, okay? He does represent a business that serves church planners. But we have him on here not because he's paying us anything, but because he is a godsend and a goldmine for you. So, uh, Josh, tell us a little bit about Simplify Church. Well, I'm a little, a little uh, after that intro, I'm, I'm kind of worried the shoes I've got to fill. But uh, <laughs> I threw no, you off, see? That's what I do. <laughs> no, no one believes us anyway, so don't worry about it. Well, that's okay, good, yeah. <laughs> we don't pay attention to you when, when you talk. Yeah, we're, we're, we're actually texting each other right now. Listen to webcasts, webinars. That's, yeah, that's right. He's watching a webinar, and uh, I'm playing a game. Nice. nice. <laughs> Just yeah. totally teasing, man. <laughs> well, as you know, and maybe the guys uh, listening don't, we uh, are a part of SimplifyChurch.com, a uh, service company product, whatever you want to call it, that I uh, co-founded about seven years ago, all designed to help church planters um, manage the finances and pretty much everything that happens from an administrative standpoint for the church. So we were kind of approached um, by a a guy that was uh, helping to uh, plant churches here in Illinois, and they needed a turnkey solution um, that they could put all their planters into um, to to just to generate reports, manage the books, do those kinds of things for the plant. Um, they had a need for those reports to be sent back on a monthly basis to them, um, being a, the state that is, and they were getting things late, uh, out of out of whack, incorrect, inaccurate, all the above. And uh, so we sat down and tried to figure out how can we create a system that manages the books, the finances, the accounting for a church, to really free the church planner up to focus on ministry, which is really what he was called to do anyway. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Like I have to say, whenever it comes to anything involving math, it <laughs> freaks me out. Like I, I was so bad. At, like, like I was ahead in English as a kid in school, tested really high. And if if math alone were reason to flunk me, I would have flunked every grade in school. My mom actually bought me a book in, in high school called Overcoming Math Anxiety. And the book scared me so I wouldn't read it because it, it brought up it had math on the on the cover. So but uh, but your deal is that you're literally um, providing like let's say, let's just paint the picture here, right? I'm a church planner. And the hardest thing I would say to, to the hardest job to kind of pawn off to some sorry sucker in your church plant is um, the finances. And there's guys who will say like, well, I'll do the church books. I'll do the finances. And then once they find out what's actually in it, they're like, uh, because you have uh, IRS um, complicity you have all kinds of, you know, you have responsibilities to donors like end of year tax receipts. There's all this reporting, there's audits, there's, and, and suddenly people are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like I can balance a checkbook and I could count your offering and enter some figures, but like, wait a second, this guys, you got to know that for a 501c3, when you're planning a church, if you've never done church finances, it's not like doing your home finances. So 
that's the benefit is you've got someone right away. Josh, by the way, is a church planner. And, you know, he understands what you're going through. He's got the heart of a church planner. He's there to serve church planners with uh, SimplifyChurch.com. And they will, in effect, be that person for you who does your books, reports to the IRS for you. Um, if you're on payroll, oh, that's the other thing, payroll, right, Josh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a huge I mean, uh, area where churches could just get in trouble. Yeah, so, I mean, tell us some stories, man, because, I mean, you, that's what you are. You're like that treasure, right? Tell us everybody's secrets, right? No, I'm oh, teasing. yeah. Oh, man, but, I tell you, we could, we could share horror stories in this thing that will last for three hours. Because that's uh, that's often how you get people, right? I mean, I remember when you and I were talking, you, you were saying, look, I, I, sometimes I get people, and this is the email I get, you know, um, we're going to need you, like, right now because we're in trouble. And yeah. This is just a mountain of worry off the church planner. Church planners, you got too much to worry about. You don't need to mess around. So, Josh, man, what uh, what all do you guys do? I've just hit the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, well, we like to say, you know, like you said, church planners don't need to mess with this, and it's it's true. Um, you know, guys go to seminary, guys go to um, through church planning networks, church planning schools, and we talk about you know how to be an effective leader, how to grow your teams, how to build your ministry. But we don't really share a whole lot about, oh, by the way, you have to run a small business while you're at it. And um, the church, for all intents and purposes, according to the IRS, is a small business and, and needs to be and needs to be handled as such. So we come alongside and bring some of that business mind to uh, helping manage a church and do those things for the church planner. So he can focus on those things he was trained, taught and called to do. So that uh, always that looks several different ways. We uh, we have as simple as um, paying your bills. Um, yeah. So we've developed a, a system that we can uh, works much like your online banking does. Um, we've developed a an online portal where if you can log in and fill out a form, uh, you can use our system. So it's it's tell us who to pay, how much to pay them, and what budget line it goes against. We take care of it from there. And literally, you guys are you're you're kind of like a signer on the bank, right? Like you um you 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 manage things like from the banking side as well, right? We can. I, mean, I know yeah, I'm not. We don't, we don't make our, We don't. We don't. There's a there's a huge liability on me to be a signer on your account, so we don't do that. Um, but what we do, uh, we do have it set up much like the bank does, where we get a form from you guys that it has an authorized signer on it. Yes, and that's we, what I meant. Sorry. So, yeah, in a lot of ways, I mean, we really um, – we take the place as – I was real arrogant when I started the company, and I said, well, I'm going to do away with church treasurers and church financial secretaries. And, yeah, uh, what we've done is, is we can't do away with them. We still need somebody to communicate. But what we've done is we have taken the burden, the time constraints, the time uh, necessity of doing the books for church off of that person. Because we'll face it, most church treasurers, most church financial secretaries, pastors, the finances are second fiddle. Yeah. So these folks that are treasurers have a full-time job probably they're doing on the side. If they don't and they're a stay-at-home mom, they've got kids. They've got other things going on in their family that the church's finances, the church bookkeeping is second fiddle to them. Yeah. Yeah, and so the way it would work is like say, for example, you've got a bank account. Um, like he, like Josh said, they're taking the burden off of this person, you know, this hapless sucker that we said earlier who says, yeah, I'll be the, the financial secretary or the church treasurer. 
chances are in a church plant, they don't have experience doing church finances. So these guys are going to make sure that you're legally complicit, that you're not going to get into trouble, that you're not going to, like, you don't want to cheese your donors off. Like, that's the biggest thing to me is the end of the year, um, church planners often don't realize that you have to give them end of year tax receipts so that they can report to the IRS. And all these things are really, really important. And a lot of people don't um, ever kind of realize it. It, it. It's a big animal. And so what it looks like is you have a bank account. Um, Josh is not a bank. Uh, Simplified Church is not a bank. But what you do is you have your bank account. Like I said, they uh, will pay the bills out of that for you. So you're not always having to do that. You can. They will also set up your payroll. Um, they will send into your tax receipts. They will do all those things. They'll pay the insurance. They'll uh, deal with the building. So you're not doing all of that stuff. And then what also happens is um, they, um, oh, I'm blanking out, man. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know, there it goes. And you can just jump in on that. It'll come to you. I'll talk over you in a minute. <laughs> That's cool. No, you're actually correct. I mean, we'll, we'll come in and, and pretty much anything that passes through the church's bank account, we can process for that church. Um, you know, if it's if it's a monthly recurring kind of thing, same same pay person, same amount, same time each month, we memorize that and just do it. So the pastor doesn't even have to tell us about it. We'll just make sure that those payments happen. Um, and, that, and that's what I, yeah, that's what I was going to say is about um, like the financial secretary, treasurer. Um, what they do is they drop the money off of the bank. You're still going to need someone to physically uh, deposit the money and they can track that and they can report to you and they can go into the bank account and still kind of, you know, almost like balancing the checkbook, but they're not having to do all that other stuff. And it's a lot easier to find a volunteer when you tell them this is what you have to do and this is what you don't have to do. And, and so for some of you, you may have... Um, been using, let me just tell you my story. We, we have been using our sending churches treasure. And what's really good about that is in the beginning, it's really sweet, but I'll tell you one thing. They want you off that number one, because the treasure's just been dumped another church. I'll be a small one. There's still the same amount of work for that treasure to do. So they wanted us off pretty soon. And I was able to milk it for as long as I could, but Really, what's happened with that is there's a liability. And then what we ran into was things like we had someone give a large amount to a missionary and we ran into church policy. They said, well, our policy is it has to go to a big mission sending organization. And so we couldn't pay that missionary the lump sum unless they had a missionary organization. So um, you run into their policies. It's just it just gets sticky. And so. If you've started off that way, you want to transfer that out of the sending church so you don't start hitting all those problems. Plus, there's always a danger. Like for us, there was always a danger that money would be written, you know, someone would write a check, send it into the mothership because we we're refuge in Long Beach and they're refuge Huntington Beach. <laughs> it didn't get to us. People are like, oh, I wrote you a check. I just found out a very big donor was writing checks for a long time to the sending church, to the mothership. And it was like, hey, didn't, didn't don't you guys? And, and the look of horror on their face when I said, uh, uh, yeah, no, we never got those. Um, that went to the mothership, and they were the, the look was horrible. And you don't want to run into these problems. 
Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of things to um, you know provide the confidence to the donor that things are happening in your church and that money's being handled uh, accurately and efficiently and, and as good as you're being the best steward you can of the, of those funds. You know, and a lot of times we've found that uh, I actually wrote about it called "There's Freedom in Trust," where when you trust the system, there are ways that people are more likely to give to that system because they know that money's being well taken care of. It's not your wife writing checks at, you know, in the background. I could tell you horror stories of church planters that just have their wives doing the books, um, mm. things like that. And, and we, we have... Well, all of a sudden, they got a new pair of shoes. What's up? Uh, well, and, you know, it, it wasn't so like much Fernand that. And Marcos. <laughs> we had an issue happen where the church planter wasn't on payroll, uh, so to speak, and, and there was a very thin line between the church's account and their personal account. Um, so there were times when funds were tight and they needed diapers, so they just wrote a check out of the church for diapers and said, well, we'll just, we'll just class that as compensation. Well, yeah, technically you can't do that. Um, we'll preach for diapers is a, by the way, church planner, that's a really bad payment policy. <laughs> well, you know, uh, you know but, but you look at the church's account, all of a sudden they see a bunch of, of uh, receipts for diapers you ever get audited, they're going to go, whoa, wait a minute. Uh, you know, so it, it, it does just put you in situations that you just don't want to get near. You know? No, and that's that's the other thing. Is let, let me ask you a question here, Josh, because Peyton will keep talking because that's just the way he's wired as a pastor. <laughs> um, what, are some of the, what are some of the stories that you've seen or, or some of the cases that you've seen where um, not, not keeping control of it, like having a volunteer handle all of your bookkeeping and stuff, has ended up like biting the church in the behind. Like what are yeah. some of the situations you've seen where it's not been a good situation for him? Well, I mean, just the, the simplest one that comes to mind, we have had a couple churches that um, have gone to banks to get funding for building projects. And generally speaking, the bank's going to want three to five years of financial records. Well, we had a church one time, and, and the pastor was the pastor was actually keeping the book. So it's even, I mean, the story's even worse than, than uh, the couldn't produce a financial statement for three years uh, because they essentially they used the church's account just as a personal checking account. Mm. When when the bill needed to be paid, they paid it and didn't reconcile. It didn't even reconcile the bank account. So kind of ch- you know you check your online banking, make sure money's available, and you write the check. Not a great way to to handle a church's finances. Mm. Um, so we actually had to go back and rebuild their books um, for them from the accounts. Um, so that they could just go apply for a loan to buy a building, um, things like that. We've had uh, payroll is probably the next uh, big thing that happens uh, on uh, incomplete church records where either there's a the quarterly 941 that needs to be filed uh, from an organization um, with the IRS that says, you know, what your payroll was for the period, even if that pay was zero um, for the period. If you have an EIN number, the IRS is going to expect that 941 to be filed, even with a zero amount on it. Um, so there's a little tip for you. Um, but we've had a lot of times where if that gets filed inaccurately or late, um, there are hefty fines and penalties that the IRS wages on that. And, and we've got some where those fines have been 100 to $500 um, yeah. of, of fees. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it just, I mean, it, it, it's all across the board. And then we, we've had plenty of stories. Um, 
luckily, you know, when we find out about it, it's kind of after, unfortunately, um, after it's happened, where just an email I got uh, recently, a pastor told me, hey, I need to talk with you in confidence, and uh, there's a chance we're going to need to move to you guys real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and just those unfortunate things. I, I don't know the total story there, and, and that's kind of all I'm going to say, but um, it, 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 we're all human. We're all fallible. So, you know, anytime you, you put a system in place that uh, that has any chance of a hole, you're, you're, you're opening yourself up for, uh, for potential. You problems. know, one of the things that we've talked about on the podcast is, um, you know, we, we did a, a, a podcast on like how to do the offering and having two people counting it. And a yeah. lot of times we in church plants, you know, we think, well, everyone here is a volunteer and we're, we're not going to run into these issues. But and and we even talked about this, uh, Peyton, on one, you know, you'd asked me if I'd be the treasurer, and then you'd also ask me if I'd be a, a signer on the account. I'm like, no, look, I won't do it. You know, it's either one or the other. And even though you weren't worried about me taking any money, which, by the way, I got you pretty snowed. That's awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's I, it, I was actually, I knew we needed to lock you up. It was <laughs> it was entrapment, my friend. Make no mistake. It's it's not a good policy to like start from the beginning that it's okay to do this, you know, because we really trust the guy. It's better to have these checks and balances in place. So, you know, one of the questions I got for you, Josh, is um, has that been a problem that you've run into with church plants where you've seen, you know, the volunteer, you know, good person, but yet things happen, you know, and there was embezzlement. I mean, do you see that even as as small as a church plant where there might only be like a, a couple thousand dollars a month even going through that church? I mean, is that something that still happens at that level? Oh, sure. Sure. Um, you know, I've not personally seen it, but I uh, I use Google Alerts all the time, and I have one set up for the terms church embezzlement. And uh, I get probably an email a day hmm. um, alerted of a news story where that has happened. And generally, it's that exact scenario where it's the treasurer of the church um, that either maliciously or, or, I mean, I don't know how you can say it, it's unmaliciously, but... Um, was, was taking money. There's a story of a husband and wife who um, they were writing themselves to cover wh- when their personal bills came short. Uh, one month it started where they just wrote themselves a small hundred dollar IOU from the church, justifying wow. it by say, Oh, the church would help us out if they knew anyway. Mm. Well, one month turned into two months, turned into six months, turned into three years and $150,000 that they had, I OU'd from the church. Well, got to the point where it wasn't necessarily that they were criminals. I mean, in the eyes of law, they are, but they didn't do it because they wanted to milk the church. They did it because they had a problem and things were falling short at home. And come to find out when they finally got found out um, that it was going on, they said the story talks about how relieved they actually were because they were so ashamed that they didn't know who to go to to, to actually fess up. Mm. That whole embezzlement thing, um, Josh, can you teach me how to do it? <laughs> uh, yeah. no, I think, I think you can Google it. You can just Google it. Is that generally a, um, a bad idea to have the person who is doing your books be a signer? Because that's how I've always seen it done. Um, you, know, you have there, multiple signers yeah. on an account for accountability. Yeah, it, it's always good to have as many eyes in that pot as possible. Um, I realize for church planters that gets very difficult because your core team is already so limited. 
Um, I like to say that having our system in place, what we do, we actually uh, provide you, one of our staff is a dedicated bookkeeper for your account. So our team becomes intimately uh, involved in knowing your, your church's account. In doing that, we also become keenly aware when transactions happen that are out of the norm. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's funny. Most of our church planners, the, the girls always joke with me that they can't reconcile their accounts while they're hungry because it's like, you know, barbecue place, Mexican place, Starbucks. And, and you know, it's just it's consistent taking guys out to lunch. But all that to say, um, yeah, having as many eyes on those books and having as many people yeah. check in it, our system gives you that uh, level of accountability where somebody we're reconciling the accounts and we're a non-biased third party. Um, yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what you spent that money on. We're going to tell you you spent it. Um, yeah. I, I knew a church one time where a lady was um, reconciling the books and, del- and producing the reports. Well, she was using the church credit card for her own personal expenses, mm, wow. and nobody was reviewing the church credit card uh, statements. So she was able to class all those transactions every month as church expenses, right. and nobody was none the wiser that those weren't being used for church expenses. Yeah. Do you guys, Josh, do you, um, does your service provide like a monthly summary of what's there, what's going in, what's going out, or do you leave that to the bank? No, absolutely. No, we, we do. I mean, the, obviously the, the church is always able to log into their bank and, and view their current balance, which gives you some idea. But what we do every month, we reconcile your bank account. So we're going to you know track what's cleared, what hasn't cleared. And then we produce back to the church a report, uh, basically a profit and loss statement. It shows your income. It shows your expenses. Uh, but we also tie that report to your budget. So it's going to show you what percent of your budget year to date you've spent, where you're tracking, and also where you're tracking in comparison to your whole year budget. I always use uh, cookies for the preschoolers as an example. And let's say we get into February. And all of a sudden, you spent 50% of your budget in cookies for the preschoolers. Well, one of two things needs to happen. Either we need to cool it in cookies for the preschoolers, or we need to increase that budget line. But you're going to know where those spending uh, balances are happening and, and where those that cash flow is going. Hmm. That's awesome, man. That's so helpful. I mean, that that's like a bonus. But, you know, it's funny because when I planted Long Beach, that was one of the most comforting things to me was that being able to tell people that we have a third party, in this case, it was our sending church. But like I said, that's been fraught with difficulty. But, you know, having a a third party, non-biased person who we can say everything is handled on the up and up, these guys are compliant, they're professional. Like you said, that's going to give donor confidence. Mm -hmm. And that is worth its weight in gold for people, particularly big donors. It sure is. I mean, uh, let's just face it. We all, I mean, the three of us could sit here and, and think about other planters that we know or other churches that we know. And every now and then you meet that guy that you know is planting a church and you kind of go, man, I don't know that I would trust him to put his shoes on straight, mm. let alone keep track of the books. Yeah, uh, He's a great pastor, loves people. Um, he, he's just an awesome at sharing the gospel. But when it comes to administration, you know, I wouldn't re- trust him to remember to go pick up my kids from school. Um, but knowing <laughs> that a system faster. like ours sits in the background managing that for him, well, yeah. that just puts him on track to success. Now, you've used a phrase, and I want to ask you because I love this phrase. It, it's an attention getter for me. You said that 
Simplify Church is a turnkey reproducible system. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so when we initially developed the system, I think the original intent was that when when the idea was approached to me was that I would take on five or six churches and I would just do their books for them. And I realized very quickly that that would drive me insane. (laughs) Um, And the cost that I would have to charge to make that feasible would have made it unfeasible for a church and it just never would have worked. Right. So what we've done is we've developed this system that it's not necessarily a box where we tell a church, hey, here's our system, here's our box, you need to fit into it. It's a system that we can adapt to come into a church and say, here's how we do things. How does your culture work? Let's let's work this and make this work so that we can in turn give you a financial system that just works. It's been tested. It's been proven. Um, and, and you can know that the books are kept accurate. They're, it's reliable and everything's done on the up and up. Right on, man. So what is the, what is the cost per month to a church planner if he just goes, hey, man, that's what I need. I just need to dump this on you mm-hmm. and simplify church. And um, just here's my finances. Take it. What's a church planner looking at? What's, what's that going to set him back? Yeah, absolutely. That's you know, the, obviously the million-dollar question. But uh, we, uh, we come in and we have priced everything hoping to keep a church plant budget in mind. Yeah. So for most of the guys starting out with budgets under $100,000 for the year in expenses, uh, we will provide our service for $199 a month. So it's just amazing, under $200 right? bucks a month. <laughs> and in that, we include one person on payroll. So yeah. if the pastor is the only person uh, being paid, we can, we can process. And that includes everything going with payroll, a uh, direct deposit. Uh, we can help him set up and manage his housing allowance, uh, which we haven't even touched on. Um, but that's probably a whole nother podcast in itself. And then um, uh, the, the 941 filings, end-of-year tax, uh, W-2 forms, everything to him. Yeah, it's amazing. Like if if you've never done this before, you do need um, to have someone walk you through it. And Josh, I mean, Josh is accessible. He'll talk to you on the phone. And as a planner, he, you know, you talk to guys sometimes and they're like, ginormous, you know, mega church, uh, they're, they're, they're used to dealing with big ginormous churches. Like if you go to the bank, right, we deal with a bank and they're used to talking to churches, but not church plants. So it's a totally different animal. And what I love about what you've kind of said is that, um, you know, if, if I'm doing a hundred thousand and I'm paying 200 a month, that's like, that's less than 2% of, of, of us, well, 2% of what I'm, what I'm bringing in. Right. Right. So that is an amazing deal for that peace of mind, knowing everything is on the up and up. It, just for everything you mentioned, that's amazing. But um, if I had to pay somebody, and and for me, when someone does the books, I feel obligated to pay them a little bit, and I know I'm probably going to pay them more than two hundred a month to do the books. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and that that's been the whole the whole the whole goal going into it is that uh, we price it at a fraction of what you could pay an individual person. But you get the benefits of having, uh, like I said earlier, we designate one of our staff members as your bookkeeper. Um, so I'm accessible. Your dedicated bookkeeper is accessible to you. Uh, you'll have their phone number. You'll have their email address. And question come up, hey, you know, how much money do I have in my ministry expense line for the rest of the month? We can write that. We can pull out report and tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Right on, man. 
Well, is there anything else, you know, that you want to add um, to our church planners just as a, a little, maybe something we didn't touch on or any final thoughts? No, I think we've really covered a bit, a bit of everything. I mean, like I said, it's, you know, my heart is to be a value to the church, to be a value to a church planter. Uh, this is something you don't have to worry about. You know, I, I feel like uh, no matter what, it, it's interesting, and, and I'm glad uh, you let me kind of be on here today because no matter what I've done uh, helping our plant or what I've done as a pastor prior to this company, as soon as I'm on the other side of the phone or the other side of the desk, I'm a salesman. And there's that natural defense that comes up with planters. So I, I hope they can hear my heart that I'm here to provide a tool to help your ministry. Uh, you know, that we, we want to consider ourselves a partner in ministry and what you're doing and a part of your church. Absolutely. Well, that, that was kind of the reason we want to have you on was because for me personally, this uh, simplifiedchurch.com is a godsend. I mean, it just it helps me sleep better at night knowing that uh, I don't got to worry about this stuff, man. So, anyways, it let, has let, been great. To let, have let me you ask on. you a quick question, Josh. Um, if yeah. people want to reach out to you, how can they? Um, do you have any resources that you can provide to them or anything like that? I do. Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, you know, the easiest way to get a hold of us, obviously, is by our name, simplifiedchurch.com. Um, uh, you know, the previous days, some guys may uh, wonder, well, who are these guys? Where they come from? We used to be accessnetwork.com. And, uh, man, I struggled with that name from day one and uh, having to spell your name every time you give out your email address. So, yeah, simplifychurch.com. Um, and actually, we're, we're running a deal uh, right now for the guys on this podcast, uh, simplifychurch.com slash CPP, Church Planner Podcast. Um, and you can know, uh, I actually wrote an ebook, which is the uh, 10 most common church accounting mistakes and, uh, kind of a, uh, yeah, more of a fun, kind of a fun read. Uh, I like hearing from guys that go, yeah, we're doing that. Yeah, we do that. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, uh, just kind of a, a quick, uh, just kind of a, a quick ebook that we can uh, send off to you and, uh, and, and kind of start that conversation with you guys. Awesome. So that's it. Simplified church or, or simplify, sorry, simplify church dot com forward slash cpp um all lowercase on that for people to get that free ebook yeah absolutely and then my email is just simply josh at simplifychurch.com if they just want to get a hold of me directly and get that conversation started cool peyton could i talk again yeah i'm gonna let you uh break it break break in now oh thanks man cool all right well i'll close this out all right, well, guys, this has been the Church Planner Podcast, reminding you if you want to reach the ones nobody's reaching, you need to go where nobody's going and do what nobody's doing. Thanks for joining us for another weekly episode of the Church Planner Podcast with Pete Mitchell and Peyton Jones. We'd love to hear your comments on this episode of the Church Planner Podcast. Visit us online and let us know what you thought at churchplannerpodcast.com. If you subscribe to us via iTunes and have enjoyed the podcast, leave us a positive review. The more positive reviews we receive in iTunes, the more iTunes will promote us to other church planners who would benefit from this show. This podcast is brought to you by the Church Planner Magazine, which is available in the iTunes newsstand or online via churchplannermagazine.com. Church